It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals. So they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just gonna put that out there, just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go eight four this year. Half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and it is Tennessee Hate Week, so we're starting off the show with this beauty. All right, man, uh, just uh, say what you've been saying, man. Why do you uh, hate Tennessee? Man, I hate Tennessee because, first of all, it's Tennessee. And I I, I just hate them because they, they, they low down, they dirty, they some snitches. And I hate Philip Foma. I hate their colors. I'm not a dog person. I, I just hate Tennessee, man. Like, and I... I hate N- Nayland Stadium. It looks like a garbage truck worker convention. And I hate all their quarterbacks. I just, I hate Tennessee, man. Describe, their, well, describe what you feel about their colors, too. I thought that was interesting. It, it, it reminds me, it, and it, it's not that orange that you can stand. See, I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is, is that, that throw-up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange. That I, and I don't like pumpkins, so I just, I just, I, I really don't like Tennessee, man. I, I can't stress that enough, man. And they, they, they losers, they sore losers, cause they, they, they're not Alabama, and I, I hate Tennessee, man. That was beautiful, man. Probably best. I am gonna play that as much as possible this whole season, every episode, if possible. But also, I, I wasn't gonna talk about this, but yeah, the color, the Tennessee orange might be the most fucking disgusting orange i've ever seen in my life that throw up inside of a pumpkin orange is probably the best description for it but also karen have you ever been to knoxville have you ever seen the tennessee campus i have not i toured there when i was in high school because we were in nashville and it's kind of close it's in the area whatever on our way back oh my god that campus is fucking disgusting it looks like they built it in the 70s and went 
that's enough. We don't need to update this ever again. It was terrible. The campus store was like in the basement of a building. It, it was terrible. Uh, Tennessee needs to fix their fucking campus. And I know it's hard for teams that aren't good at football to trounge together the funds to fix their campus. Tennessee's got to figure it out. Their basketball team's on the up. Use some of that money to fix some of your goddamn buildings. Canada, how you doing, pal? Uh, yeah, no, um, I'm great, Kevin. Uh, so in that in that description of the puke, the puke on the inside of a pumpkin or whatever, he has also inadvertently described my hair color. So. <laughs> I your hair color, even though it's fiery red, I I don't think it's as bad as the Tennessee orange. You do realize our tailgate logo is like Tennessee orange. It's a little bit. Was more that an objective orange. choice? No, it it's based on the belly up logo, but the belly up logo is a bit more orange. Like it's a bit truer orange. The Tennessee orange is. It's off orange. It's a little brighter, a little less orange. I'm going to have to fucking fix our logo now. (laughs) Did I I draw too close of a comparison? Are you looking at it now going, ah, shit, yeah, it is actually Tennessee. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Uh, It's really bad. Hang on one second. Oh boy, he's actually gonna he's actually gonna just go into Photoshop now and do it. I, I yeah. will say this, I will say this, Kev. I think I have to say those like uh what do they call them? Like old smoky uniforms that they had, the charcoal gray and orange that they had last week was or that they debuted or something they tuned out anyway, was yeah. so nice. It looked I have to like even the orange on that. It just looked pristine. I gotta admit, the the smoky grays aren't bad, honestly. Uh, and some people aren't gonna like that I said that. But like they're not. You a... don't even like that you said that. No. What do you mean it's not a val? I swear to God, if our logo file got corrupted, I don't want to remake this whole fucking logo. He's doing this on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it, this is not good, Kiernan. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Jesus. It was not corrupted. Kieran, what color should the cooler be? Uh, that's... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Fucking make it white or blue or something. I don't know. Change the background. Change all of it. Delete the delete the file. I'm not deleting the file. I don't want to make it blue because the Pennsylvania state flag's on there. Oh, yeah. Don't make it red so, either. You can make it white, but then that's kind of just boring. Uh, I feel like white contrasts with the Alabama flag. Oh, I see. Keep it orange for now, and we'll deal with it at a oh, time. Oh, we're not keeping it orange this week. Oh, I see. We'll revert back we're not, to it. We're not keeping it orange this week. Uh, all right. That's good enough. That's the new logo for at least this week. Absolutely riveting podcast material here, Kevin. Yep. I mean, look, you pointed it out. I had to fix it immediately. (laughs) Expeditiously. And now I have to go through all our social medias and change the logo. 
you you should have thought of this. I Prior. really fucking should have. I'm pissed <laughs> that I didn't notice this until now. That's how little I think about the University of Tennessee. <laughs> I didn't even recognize that it was the most hated team in the SEC. Well, oh yeah, most hated, but Kevin's most hated. Yeah, no, they're they're fucking terrible. They are terrible. I hate them so much. They're so fucking annoying. They're like, oh, Alabama incest, haha. When they have a higher incest rate than the state of Alabama. So I don't know what they're talking about, where they're getting this from. There's Kieran, there's levels to this shit, okay? I I wouldn't know. You can I think there need someone needs to make like a tier list. Where you can, or not even a tier list, like a ranking, where you can make fun of states below you on it, but not above you. So if you have, like, if Alabama's like 45th in incest rates, Tennessee's like 47th, 48th, Alabama can make fun of Tennessee. Tennessee can't make fun of Alabama. Alabama can't make fun of Massachusetts. Okay. But does that go for just individual things? Or does that, like, if you could, if you said, uh, just for example, that, uh, say Tennessee schools were better at science and math than Alabama. Could Tennessee fans make fun of Alabama for that? Or is it just the one thing? Uh, just incest. I mean, Tennessee can make fun of Alabama for whatever they want outside of that. Uh, I think incest is the one thing that you're like, really? That's, that's what you're going to. This is a riveting football podcast, by the way, Kevin. Yeah, look, I had so many topics that I could have talked about that aren't related to football today really yeah I but wonder uh, how much this you're gonna edit out none of it all right none then. of it so profile photo dedicated edit. to his cause there we go it doesn't look as good i don't think but we're, we're just gonna roll with it it's gonna be that's gonna be the new logo oh boy at least for now we might change it later but it, go look at our Twitter and Instagram and look at our new logo that isn't puke inside of a pumpkin orange. I also could have made it the Texas orange, but yeah, I don't know. At least for this week, that's our logo. Uh, but so yeah, great, great intro to a podcast. Me yes. ranting about Tennessee, Kieran ruining my day, and then me quickly trying to fix it. That's that's what I'm here for. Uh, speaking of other beef, uh. In this podcast, Kevin, do you want to get into the first topic of the day? Thank you. I'm sorry they got a segue to that. There you go. Uh, apparently, Deion Sanders ain't swack, according to Alabama State coach Eddie Robinson Jr. I also looked it up. He is not related in any way to the legendary grambling coach Eddie Robinson, arguably one of the greatest coaches in college football history. But no one talks about him because he coached at grambling, which is a damn shame. But anyway... Uh, Dion was mad. He's because Jackson State scheduled or Alabama State scheduled Jackson State for their homecoming. He said, Oh, they're just viewing us as a paycheck because they know we're more popular than them. So they're going to use us to get money from their homecoming game. Uh, they had some issues. Dion went for the hug after the game. Uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. went for the handshake and then swung at him, not at him, not like trying to punch him in the face, but like, Pushed him away after when Dion went for the hug and walked away. So it's it's bad. He 
Eddie Robinson also said he doesn't reflect the swack. We've had some great coaches. Dion's not swack. Like, I'm swack, which is an incredible statement. Yeah. Uh, but, Kieran, what are your thoughts on the the beef? I think it's a little childish from Robinson. I think... I think he probably could have handled it a little... Well, not handle it a little bit better, but like maybe just not been so uh, dismissive when Deion Sanders went in for the hug. But I also don't know why Deion Sanders went for the hug necessarily. Like I, I get that a couple coaches do it and things like that, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe Eddie Robinson is just not a hugger. You know, you never know. Maybe he doesn't I mean, hug his kids at night. <laughs> you don't know the- that. <laughs> She's on the opposite end of the Tom Brady spectrum. Yeah, yeah. It's like Tom Brady's kissing his kids goodnight while they're like 17. Yeah. And Eddie, Eddie Robinson Jr. is like flipping him the bird. Just go, go, go to sleep, you little shits. I wasn't even going that far. I was going, you're a great kid. Have a good night. Have a good day. And then turning off the light, not even coming within like six feet of them. Yeah. Stay away. I, Stay away, you gremlin. I, I think in this instance, Eddie Robinson Jr.'s blowing this way out of proportion. Yeah. It's Deion Sanders. We know he's going to talk shit. We know he has the prime time energy. He's going to be Neon Dion. He's going to be electric. He's going to say what he wants, and he's not going to give a shit what you think. And also, guess what, Eddie Robinson Jr.? He may not be swack now. That's all people fucking care about. Off the top of my head, I did not know Alabama State's coach. I had no idea who Eddie Robinson Jr. is. I knew who Deion Sanders was. I knew that Jackson State was in the swack. I don't give a shit about Alabama State. This is probably the most we have ever and will ever talk about your school on this show. So you're blowing this out of proportion. And also, I mean, you're kind of proving his point. Hmm. Like, if the roles were reversed, if Dion, not Dion, but if another coach said it, and like, if, Dion said about Alabama. Like, oh, are they using this? No, they're fucking not. They're Alabama. They they don't need you to get money. But reacting this way shows that this bothers you probably because you know he's right. That's a good point. Probably is right. But, yeah, I, I just think... No. <clears throat> I just think Eddie Robinson... It, it, it was a little childish to shrug him off like that. I think that that's what it boils down to. And it was just, a, it was a petty move. Like, I don't know if, if Eddie, but actually I think, I think Eddie Robinson follows the mantra of there's no such thing as bad publicity because now we're talking about him. Kev. Like uh, we wouldn't have, this never would have occurred if he didn't shrug off prime time. So now he's gotten the notoriety. Now we're looking into Alabama State. Now I guess what? I'm going to wonder if they win next week or not. Because because he's shrugged off Deion Sanders, and I want to see how good he actually is. So that's, I mean, but also I think shrugging off the hug is one thing. If he had just come out, yeah, that I did that. It doesn't matter. And moved on. I think cross without crossing a line, like Deion shouldn't be offended by this, but the whole he ain't swack, I'm swack rant. Yeah. That's a bit much there, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of coaches with some questionable decisions, so 
we last week, once Paul Christ was fired, we were just kind of why, like what happened? Why was he fired? He was winning. It was not a great year, but uh, it might have, they might've come out why he was fired. Uh, apparently for the past year, they did not have a recruiting department. And it wasn't like Paul Christ was on top of it. They had a linebacker, Jimmy Rolder, visit in 2021. No one talked to him. Like, nobody. He was, he showed up like, who the fuck are you? Why are you here? That's pretty bad. Yeah, so there's your answer. It's it's almost Yours. as bad as, as Scott Frost. I honestly, in, in this, this might be a hot take. I think it's worse than Scott Frost. Losing the, out on, on the, a losing out the, on a top linebacker or like Oh, I don't know if it was a top linebacker, but it was a linebacker. But also, no. The results in the field obviously point very heavily towards Paul Christ. He is a much better coach. He oh, won a yeah. lot more games. But Scott Frost didn't like recruiting. He didn't recruit there. That was a big knock against him by some internal people. But he had a recruiting department. He had other people r- recruiting for him. Mm. And Paul Chris probably recruited. He probably had his uh, coordinators recruit. But not having a recruiting department is the dumbest thing you can do. And honestly, this might make it hard for Scott, uh, Paul Chris to get a job going forward. Yeah, Scott Frost almost looks better. <laughs> I mean, honestly, maybe a little bit. At least equal in terms of recruiting. And also, this isn't like, I think it was Florida A&M earlier in the year who had like one tutor for the entire team and one academic advisor too and just didn't tell them they were academically ineligible. You're Wisconsin. You can afford a recruiting department. So yeah, not a great look for Paul Christ and the University of Wisconsin, although... I don't know. This might just be a really bad look for Wisconsin in general because I was going to say, well, maybe the school didn't know. How do you not know that? Like, that, there's so, that a recruits coming to visit or not having a recruiting department at all. That you're as an athletic director or the president slash dean slash chancellor of the university, whatever they call him there. I, I don't know what's worse: not knowing that there's no recruiting department for the football team, or not caring that there's no recruiting department for the football team. Well, there was also the thing about, I think, I don't know if I read this correctly, but it's uh, a bunch of their guys left or something. Oh, yeah. So employees such as Wisconsin's football director of player personnel had left the program and Chris formed a makeshift staff rather than formally hiring a department of recruiters. Like, I, I get that he was trying to just kind of... Uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. 
I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com make do for the time being while he kind of try to figure out how to get recruits. But he's also, you know, it, it appears like this, this article just came out a few days ago. So like, if, I guess this just happened. So it's hard to do that and also play a season. Like I'd argue, I'd argue that you should probably focus on the, on the, the season at hand rather than the necessarily getting a recruiting department. But I, uh, it's tough. Yes, it's tough. But also, it seems like they haven't had one. So he had an offseason to get one and didn't. Okay. And also, this isn't like Donald Trump taking classified documents. The director of player personnel didn't take all their recruiting information with him. He definitely could have found an assistant player personnel director or someone high up in the recruiting department already or at another school. Like, hey, do you want to become BR player personnel director? We have all the information. We just need someone to like organize it and get recruits kind of in the building. Let us know when they're coming. It's easier than it sounds. Worst case scenario, he could go to the AD. Look, I know you got a lot of shit, but he just left mid season. I, I need to focus on the team. Can you please help facilitate this or have find someone who can. Right. So I get what you're saying, but there were opportunities to fix this. Too little, too late is basically your point. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I can, I can, I can understand that. I, th- yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough look. I would have easily given him a few more weeks. I think, um, if it's, I don't know. I don't know if it was like, I, I think I, I concur with your point. It's like it didn't. I don't think this was what cost him the job but it's certainly what like led the final nail in the coffin, if you will. Oh yeah. It was, it yeah. Was definitely it was, a it, you know, it was the two and three start the shit season uh, in 2020, which again, we can chalk up to the big 10, not knowing what they're doing. Um, but like, he's, he's a successful coach. Like, you know, he didn't necessarily win championships or whatever. And I think he did win one. Yeah. He won a big 10 championship. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he did win one, which is, I mean, solid. It's, you know, nothing to nothing to shake your stick at or whatever. But like, I don't know. I, I think that I think that was a premature firing, in my opinion. I think I think Wisconsin will come to regret that decision. I I think it depends on who they can bring in. I think Wisconsin's still a better job yeah, who, than Nebraska. Oh, absolutely. Auburn. But who are they going to bring in? I have no idea. But I think they exactly can, they can entice better. I don't know, Matt Rule, he's available. Oh, Bill true, Bryant, yeah, shit. shit <laughs> available. No, come on, don't, don't do that to, to Wisconsin fans. You can do that to Nebraska fans, just not to what? Wisconsin fans. Wisconsin fans are going to be used to it. What, run up the middle twice, throw a screen pass? Like, that, that, that's Wisconsin football, baby. Actually, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. I just don't like I, the name Bill O'Brien attached to it. <laughs> uh, that's fair, but that's what he does. That's his play calling style. It doesn't matter who he has on the roster. Uh, But I think I don't think it was premature because of the combination of things down years. The last couple of years hasn't won 
hasn't appeared in a Big Ten championship, I don't think, since they won it in like 2016. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, one of the years. Yeah, so they haven't appeared in it in a while. Down years, down year this year, no recruiting department. It is a combination of things, and I think that makes it not premature. That's it. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather seen have the stability of seeing him out to the end of the season and just have the stability of Paul? Even if even if you don't necessarily win games, like you know you know he's reliable, you know he's there, and then say, hey, look, this clearly didn't work out between us and the recruiting department and all that jazz. Here's the door. Not only would they not have to pay a buyout, albeit reduced, but they also would have had the stability for the rest of the season. I think when you fire and let go of a coach mid-middle of the season, start of the season, it's only going to hamper your chances. There's no chance that, that without Paul Christ at the helm that Wisconsin makes it anywhere. I mean, they're already have three losses. That's, you know, there's nothing you can do about that now, but this is only going to be to the detriment of Wisconsin football for the immediate short term. And then you're forcing the new coach, whoever comes in, whether it be the interim made full coach, full-time head coach, or somebody else have a bigger step back and have to, you know, make up lost ground. I, I, that's, that's also the uh, other thing you, they I don't think they fully considered. I don't know how important stability is in college football for this year. Uh, for this we year saw specifically or just for, for this year for Wisconsin specifically. I think going forward it can be applied because look at Oklahoma. They had they didn't fire him, a little bit different situation, but they had him throughout the year. They thought they had a good recruiting class. They had some good players in there. He leaves and then recruits decommit. Guys transfer. Any progress you make with Paul Christ can immediately be undone if you fire him in the offseason. I think now is the better chance. It's better to fire him now than wait until the offseason because then you'll go into it thinking, well, we have like the X-ranked recruiting class. Now, I don't know how fucking high it'll be without a recruiting department, but like, oh, we got this one guy that we love. We're so excited. Oh, Paul Christ got fired uh yeah that sucks hey nebraska or hey ohio state is that offer still good so i think it's easier to sell recruits now on it now because now they'll know that their coach is going to be different next year yeah but at the same but on the same token paul chris is a winner in the big 10 like he can produce solid seasons i understand that they have three losses now and they were not good not good, but the mere fact of the matter is, is that you can just keep the longevity and say, and go to recruits and say, Hey, look, we're letting him go at the end of this season, but here's who we have replacing him. That's how you should. I think that's how this should have been structured. It's like, yeah, we know we're shit this year. That's why we're letting him go at the end. And here's who we're getting. I think the problem also is if they wait until the end of the year, they couldn't start interviewing. Now, they can't interview anyone currently on a team, but, and I'm not saying that they should, but like Scott Frost, Herm Edwards, uh, Matt Rule, they can interview Matt Rule tomorrow if they want to. That's true. So it gives them a head start, and then they can say, like have a deal in place, and then tell recruits like, hey, we're not announcing it, but Matt Rule is going to be your coach. Also so, a fair point. 
So I, I think it, I disagree that was premature. It, some could probably say it was, but I think this sets them up better for success sooner. But as as everything in college football, we will wait to see. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be fucking wrong. They'll probably hire some nobody who goes zero and twelve. But well, Kevin, given that we have different differing opinions, uh, one of us has to be right. So this is now all about bragging rights. That's that's true. That's true. But you did mention a potential buyout for Paul Christ, reduced one. Uh, quick message to all college football fans: Do not threatened to kill your coaches to avoid paying their buyouts. Uh, for those who didn't see it, Paul Feinbaum had a caller this week or last week, actually call and say, Hey, you're talking about Jimbo's buyout, but we don't have to pay $95 million. A hitman's a lot cheaper. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. I didn't realize we needed to just t- to state this explicitly, but do not hire a hitman. If you are look at college football fans, between last week's rant about injured players and now me telling you not to kill your coaches, if you're looking for a moral center to how you should act in terms of your fandom, I think you can pick something a lot better than us. Try Jesus. <laughs> but if you don't want to do that, just listen to us. We're a little bit weird sometimes calling Lou Holtz a communist and mentioning Brian Kelly killing a kid, but we are very anti-killing on this, as you can tell by the Brian Kelly thing and the don't kill your coaches. So let us be your moral center. <laughs> that is, there is nobody who should listen to that advice, Kevin. <laughs> I think that's good advice. Look, we're anti-rooting for kids to get hurt and we're anti-killing people. Like, I- Look, I'm not saying it's not a good start. I'm just saying I think. Oh no, we should not be. We should not be your moral center constantly. But like during the season, if you're gonna wait till the off season to find Jesus or some other religion, fine. Or finally listen to your girlfriend and stop taking kids playing a game so seriously. Uh then just use us for now. We for now we're good people. Rest of the season. And it could be worse. People could use my mother as a moral center. Uh, but, Katie, Cody, thoughts? Have you ever wanted to kill your coach to avoid paying a buyout? Uh, no. <laughs> like, Same. As 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 much as as sometimes uh, Franklin's play calling annoys me, I have never thought about killing him. <laughs> I okay, can well, confidently say that. I would. I will question it to the very end of this earth, but I will not say, say that you kill him. That's fair. I have never thought about killing Nick Saban. I yeah, would take a shocker. bullet for that man. I would take a bullet for that man. Where's the surprise in that, Kevin? Uh, there. If anyone is surprised by that statement, then they they haven't been listening. They don't know. No, no they don't. Not just this show. They have never listened to me on any show. Because I think every show I have brought up my love for Nick Saban at least once. You could literally just go to one of your social media pages and everybody will instantly go, oh, he's one of them. (laughs) I was on a hockey podcast and I brought up Nick Saban. How did you even manage that? Uh, A lot of alcohol and not caring about hockey. Then what was the point of being on the hockey podcast? I was there for comedic relief. They understood that I don't watch hockey and don't care. <laughs> okay. 
I, I, I don't have anything to follow that up with. Yeah, I was not allowed back on the show after that. Really? Yeah. What uh, a shocking. Shock. I know. Moving but, on. Speaking of Jimbo, did you watch the Alabama A&M game? I didn't know. I, I had more pressing problems. What on earth? That game. I weirdly, I was pissed whenever Jalen Milrow fumbled, but I wasn't nervous during the game for some reason. That's really weird. Are you feeling okay, Kevin? Have you gotten your flu shot? I have not. Okay, well. But, yeah, it was just... What, what, I don't know why. Did, did you just have confidence that they were going to win, even if it was in the last seconds? Or did was it like... Yeah, that's really weird for you. Especially given that it was such a close game. Yeah, like... And it wasn't, I, I cared. I wanted them to win. But I just kind of always felt like they would win. That's very strange coming from you, Kevin. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really know how to react to that. It was kind of weird not watching, or watching a game and not being stressed. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call your dad and have him send you in for an MRI. We need a scan of your brain. I think you're yeah, well. I think you're That's unwell fair. and you need well, you need help immediately. Well, yeah, I, yes. <laughs> un, unrelated to college football on that one. But and also I just fucking hate Jimbo Fisher. Well, yeah, I mean you've made that abundantly clear. Like everyone was talking about how Alabama had a backup, so that's kind of why they didn't look great. And Jimbo goes, We're playing a backup quarterback too. Buddy, you named him your starter going into the season. Not a great look. And then you benched him. Yes. But still, don't, don't like, oh, like poor us. Oh, we, we were playing a backup. Yeah. A backup who you thought could be the starter. <laughs> so are you just a shit quarterback evaluator or. And honestly, I, I think he is. I don't think he's a good quarterback evaluation of quarterback talent. He got lucky with Jameis and it's been a whole lot of nothing other than that. Also, apparently, uh, at the last play of the game, Jimbo was just saying, like, because they threw it to a guy, Evan, on a and a horrible play call. Johnny Manziel was pissed, but he was, like, going, Evan, Evan, Evan. And the quarterback looked at him like, oh, okay, I, I need to be ready because they're throwing it to him. Uh, and also, for those curious, the name of that topic on our spreadsheet was Jimbo is an idiot bitch. It's like idiot of the week, but very specific. Yes, Jimbo is the idiot bitch of the week. We do have idiot of the week coming later, though. Ah, let's just keep the A&M talk going. Kieran, do you have your dog of the week ready? I do. All right, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, how about you go first? I think I always go first. Okay. This is how we do it for the dogs! Remember the rule for this. It cannot be from our own team. It can be for an opposing player, though. Haynes King is the dog of the week. Yes, Alabama turned it over a lot. Yes, Bill O'Brien's play calling was atrocious. But Haynes King, named the starter coming in, was benched. That was sure to rattle someone's nerves. He came in. He played confidently. He played calmly. 19 quarterback hurries by the Cheetah line. Didn't phase him. He was making plays, running, passing. It was, honestly, 
if it wasn't against Alabama or he wasn't Texas A&M, I would have loved that performance. So Haynes King is my dog of the week. That's a very fair dog of the week. Can't argue with that. I have – see, I'm a little torn on my dog of the week because I want to give it to an entire team, but I really think I should only give it to one person. You can uh, give it to a whole team. Uh, so Okay, so I, I wanted to clear that up before I said it. I am going to give it to the Texas Longhorns for putting on a clinic at the Red River Shootout. It was phenomenal to watch. Quinn Ewers, uh, uh, what was it, uh, 19 for 28, I think, uh, passing? Uh, nope, 21 for 30. Yeah, 21 for 31, uh, four touchdowns, only one interception. Solid, just solid performance. But what was even better was the defense not allowing a single point. And I don't know whether this means that the whole Alabama thing was just uh, a fluke or if it was OU being absolutely dreadful this year. Honestly, I think it might be both. And Dylan Gabriel was out, so that might explain the goose egg on uh, the scoreboard. But Dylan Gabriel was not scoring you seven touchdowns. Right, and that's kind of my point, is that despite the fact that OU was hampered a little bit, I still think it was a clinic put on by Texas. I think it was, I think it was just, it was a fun game to watch in my opinion. Yeah, it was, uh, that is, per- that was a great one, Kiernan. Uh, but Thank yes, you. full teams are allowed. The only rule is cannot be our team. Your, or yes. Yes. Team. Your own team. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Just to keep it a little unbiased. I mean, Shed Penn State had a buy. So like I couldn't even, even if I wanted to, I couldn't. That's fair. But there's your dog of the week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. Ah, I really like dog of the week. 
I think it's a fun little thing we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so did you see the drama unfold with Jalen Daniel Daniels? Yes, this week? <laughs> it was really funny. I'm so glad you put it on as one of the topics. For, so for those who didn't see, we'll just give a brief synopsis. Zach Boyer tweeted out Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels is expected to miss the rest of the season with a grade three separation of his right shoulder per sources. It's a tough blow for Daniels, who was opening a lot of eyes nationally for his and the Jayhawks starts the season. It's Jason Bean's team now. Jalen Daniels retweeted that. Sheesh, that's news to me. <laughs> then Lance Leopold posted a picture or two pictures of Jalen Daniels. Look who dropped by my office tonight with Jalen Daniels raising his arms above his head, indicating it's not a shoulder separation. And then Matt Tate, who works for a company. A note about KU football quarterback Jalen Daniels, Zach Boyer, a former employee of Kentucky or Kansas sports, excuse me, who has done freelance work for us recently, tweeted Daniels is out for the year. That info wasn't submitted to us and didn't go through our reporting process. We haven't been able to confirm any details. So Zach Boyer might just have cost himself a job. Yeah. I that's that's a bad look. <laughs> like he could have he could have just said, like, there are rumors of this, or I was told this, I have not been able to confirm it with anyone. That would have just been fine, because you would have covered it, yourself a little. Right, because it, it it allows for speculation. It's like, oh, these are rumors that I have heard and that have been passed down to me. So, you know, it just adding the word rumors, or I was told that, saves you from any... Ju- I think... He was so he was so confident and he wanted to get the story out first so that he could say, Yep, I got it. That he over uh overplayed his hand. See yeah. Zach. And Jalen Daniels calling him out is also Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Like I love when players do that. When there's a wrong report, <laughs> they just go, Yeah, that's news to me, buddy. I have <laughs> yeah. not been told that. I don't know where you heard it from, but not happening. <laughs> Which, which one of my doctors slipped you this note? <laughs> and then Lance Leopold getting in on the fun. Yeah. Is even better. It's doubling down on it, which just makes it that much funny. More funny. Uh, Lance Leopold might speak, might slowly be my becoming my favorite coach in college football. Outside of Nick Saban, obviously. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think he is too. I, it's just, it's fun watching it's fun watching Kansas, I think. Oh, uh, even when Jason Bean went in last weekend, it was fun to watch. Yeah. It was awesome. I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he stays. Like, even if he has some down years, I hope he's a Kansas lifer and he just stays there for the rest of his career. Or he goes to Wisconsin. <laughs> no, Kansas deserves him. No, I know. I'm kidding. Wisconsin doesn't deserve shit. <laughs> I am upset about the loss, though. Yes, that at least we both took an L on that one. Yeah. So we'll get into our week six review. Perfect segue. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Kiernan. Uh, so we'll start off with that one. Uh, number 17, TCU at number 19, Kansas. Uh, TCU was minus seven with a 67 and a half point over under. Kiernan had Kansas 35 to 20. I had Kansas 42 to 31. TCU won 38 to 31. 
I was very upset about that. Can you add in a little clip that just it's uh, in the arms of the angel there? <laughs> just <laughs> in the perfect. arms of the angel. Yeah. Yep. Rip Kansas football. Undefeated yeah. Kansas football. Uh, number 19 in your scorecards. Number one in your hearts. <laughs> just uh, incredible. Incredible start to the season, but. It's not stopping. This is this is a minor setback for a major comeback for Kansas football. Damn right. Rock rock chalk, baby. Uh, next up, number eight, Tennessee at number 25, LSU. Tennessee was a minus two and a half with a 64 over under. I called it last week that this would come down to the over under. Bearded had Tennessee 37 to 30. I had Tennessee 35 to 20. The final score was 40 to 13. The under hit, boys. So I get a win there. Kiernan gets an L. I hate my life. That's uh, fine. You won last week. Uh, next up, number 11, Utah. Number 18, UCLA. Utah was a minus four and a half with a 64 over under. Kiernan had UCLA 34-24. I had Utah 35-31. UCLA won 42-35. So over under does not matter. Spread doesn't matter. Kiernan won that one by picking the winner right. Uh, next up. Fucking Memphis. Houston at Memphis. Memphis was a minus three over under 57. Kiernan at Houston 27-21. I had Memphis 35-14. Memphis was leading all game. All game. And then they decided to pull an Atlanta Falcons and lost 33-32. So Kiernan gets a win there. And then I am very upset that it was my idea to not include the extra games in our standings. No, oh, it, it is. It is. And I wasn't going to back off of that because it would have helped me last week. But Red River Shootout, reminder, does not impact the standings for us. Uh, Texas was a minus seven with an over under of 65. Kiernan had OU 56 to 48. I had Texas 35 24. Texas ran him off the field 49 nothing. So that brings the total or the scoreboard 11 to 11. It is tied up folks about it's, halfway through the season. This is, this is going to be an absolute battle to the end, Kevin. It, and unfortunately it's not because we're both really good. No. Yeah. We're shit. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into some picks for next week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Kieran, I know you didn't want to pick this game. Uh, number 10, Penn State at number 5, Michigan. Kickoff is at noon. It is at Ann Arbor. Michigan's a minus 7 with 52.5 over under. I'm taking Penn State in this one, 35-20. to 20. Big win can, to the Nittany Lions. Can I not pick, but, like, pick Penn State? <laughs> so you don't want to do a score, you just want to pick Penn State? I ah fuck it yeah I'll just do a score. Um, let's do Penn State thirty four, Michigan twenty seven. Okay, so we're actually both picking the over. I'm, I'm so scared. I... <laughs> I'm so scared, Kevin. <sighs> and next up. We, of course, have... Uh, Man, I hate Tennessee. I'm not going to play the whole thing again. Uh, We have fans of this podcast who are not Alabama fans, so 
I won't subject him to that again. But number three, Alabama at number six, Tennessee. Kickoff is at 3.30. It's at that mm-hmm. garbage truck worker convention called Nayland. Uh, Bama's a minus 7.5 with a 65.5 over under. Kiernan, who do you have? For all you non-Alabama fans, and for all, specifically for all you Tennessee fans, I am going, I have to go with Tennessee. 34, 31. Let's, let's go Bulls. Jesus. Yeah, you, you knew. Okay, Kevin, are, are you going to be, are you going to be serious now? You don't think I was absolutely going to choose Tennessee. I don't care if I take this L. I want to see you suffer. <laughs> Jesus, buddy. That's a little hurtful. Uh, Bama. <laughs> Let me actually look at something. <laughs> 40 to 47, nothing. 72, nothing. I'm not going to do that. But 64, nothing. Uh, I'm looking up the last top 10 matchup. I think it was 2015. Don't care. <laughs> oh, I do. Because this is going to impact my score prediction. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was 2016. So I'm going to go Alabama 49, Tennessee 10. Why the fuck not? Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath, and I cannot you've got, you've wait. You've got this, Tennessee. You've got this. Make me proud. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't care if I take this L, Kevin. I needed to do it. Uh, okay. We're gonna Now we're going to pick a slightly less gaudy orange. <laughs> number 15, NC State at number 18, Syracuse. Kickoff's at 3.30. It's at JMA Wireless in Syracuse, Syracuse is a minus three and a half with a 44.5 over under. I'm going to go with the Wolf back on this one. Uh, 21, not nah, 28 to 20. See, I don't, I don't know who I want this game. I, I, I want to pick Syracuse. I'm I'm conflicted because I'm just not entirely convinced by either of them. Uh yeah, let's let's make this fun. Let's go with uh Syracuse 24, NC State 18. All right. Next up, we have our Rattlesnake Memorial pick, the Rio Grande rivalry. New Mexico Lobos versus the New Mexico State Aggies. Kickoff is at 8. It is at Aggie Memorial Stadium in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Lobos minus 6.5 with a 37.5 over under. Kiernan, who do you got? Uh, let's go with New Mexico. Uh, and let's go 27 20. I'm also going to rock with the Lobos. Uh, the Aggies are historically terrible. I'm going to go 20 to 17. Got a feeling about that. Also, if the under hits, that means I win that one. Uh, the AP poll. We'll just, I don't have a segue for this, but we're just going to jump into the AP poll now. Others receiving votes, North Carolina with 98, Baylor with 91, Coastal with 61, BYU also with 61, Notre Dame 58, love seeing them unranked, Florida 56, Tulane 42, Purdue 34, Florida State 18, South Carolina 12, Washington State 10, Minnesota 5, Maryland and LSU with 4, San Jose State with 1. 
Kiernan, any thoughts on the others receiving votes? Not really. Surprised North Carolina got so many, to be honest. I'm surprised South Carolina got so many, too. Honestly, right. I know they just beat Kentucky, but... That's true. I'm back on the South Carolina wagon. Oh, my God, Kevin. Uh, next up, James Madison in their fifth game ever at the FBS level is tw- your 25th ranked team in the country. Uh, next up, Illinois at 24, Texas at 22, or 23, excuse me, Kentucky at 22, and Cincy at 21. I have no real issues with this. No, it's a pretty big fall from grace, though, for uh, Kentucky. I get losing to Georgia, but. Yeah, and then losing Ole Miss on the road, like that's a tough game, but then losing to South Carolina does not help. Right. Uh, also, Cincinnati, big fall from Grace from last year. They were the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, all year, seriously. So. Yeah. Uh, next up, Utah at 20, Kansas at 19, Syracuse at 18, Kansas State at 17, and Mississippi State at 16. I feel like Kansas staying here after a loss, and I'm not saying they should have dropped very far, but I feel like that's just kind of a we probably should have had you ranked sooner. We're sorry. You're staying at 19. Yeah. And, and I, I'm confident that Candace can beat OU next weekend. Oh, yeah. No, uh, of course. Like, 100% they can. Yeah. Um, they also look good with their backup in. So, yeah. Uh, that was a fun game. Uh, next up, 15 NC State, 14 Wake Forest, 13 TCU, Oregon 12, and 11 UCLA. Big step up for UCLA. Yeah. 6-0. They're looking, they're looking threatening for the pack for the Pac-12. Oh, I would love it if they beat USC and then. Oh, that would be a go to the college football playoffs. That would be so much fun. That'd be awesome. Love to see it. Uh, next up, number ten, Penn State. Nine, Ole Miss. Eight, Oklahoma State. Seven, USC, and six, Tennessee. Go Vols. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, no real issues here, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tennessee earned it. It's yeah, I, you, you have to admit they, they've played really well so far. Yeah. Now, will they implode? Maybe. But <laughs> again, yet to be seen. We will wait as, for Saturday. <laughs> as they have had in every good season since 2007, <laughs> they will implode around the third Saturday of October. Uh, I love that Nick Saban has not lost to them at Alabama. <laughs> it's just my favorite fact. Uh, next up, number five, Michigan. Number four, Clemson. Number three, Alabama. Number two, Ohio State. And number one, Georgia. I have two issues here. Uh, can I guess? If I guess one of them, uh, will you say go Vols at the end of this? <laughs> if you guess one of them, I will play Rocky Top for our outro. <laughs> okay. Is, is your one of them being that Alabama is now number three? And Georgia no. number one. Okay, fair enough. Oh, half. You're half right. Okay, all right. Half credit. Uh, That's fine. One of them, I don't think Michigan's the best team, the fifth best team in the country. Okay. They have barely played anyone. I don't know why they're still in the top. I know they haven't lost, but they should not be in the top five. 
they should flip with Tennessee. Uh, and Alabama dropping, fine. I think they could have gotten away with dropping them a little bit further. Interesting. Uh, but Georgia has struggled the last two weeks. Uh, Ohio State has looked like the best team in the country at times. Yes. Why are absolutely. they not number one? Yeah. They have looked way more dominant than Georgia. Just, I mean, like knockout blows, years, knockout blows every single game. Earlier in the year, yeah, it wouldn't have been a question. Georgia, clearly best team in the country. But yeah. after the last couple of weeks, I think Ohio State should be the number one team in the country. I agree. Absolutely. So those are my two issues. That's fair. So I, I was I was surprised. I can I say I'm surprised that Clemson moved up one spot. I know they're six and zero, but they beat last week they beat Boston College. And I'm like, I mean, I get that it's an in conference game, but at the same time, I mean, it's Boston College. It's not that hard to do. I, I maybe that's that's just me. I don't I don't really care where they are. I'm just saying like I don't think you should have moved up a spot because of that. That's what I'm yeah. kind of at. I mean that with that being said, they have beaten NC State already, and NC State's a pretty decent team, and Michigan hasn't played anybody, so I guess that's why you could flip the two, but that remains. I think seen. I I think they got flipped solely because of Michigan's schedule so far. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. I, I it was just more of a, a, a what I noticed. Now I think this is a weird time to do it. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Like, I think you could have dropped them after the Maryland game easily. But yeah. instead, you waited until after they beat Iowa by 13 and Indiana by 21. Weird timing, but I, I think that's why. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be a weird end of the season. But none of this matters. Again, college football fans, none of this matters until the final college football playoff ranking comes out. Yep. So, and also, if your team's not high in the first one, remember, Mississippi State was the number one team in the country in the first college football playoff ranking. Didn't work out for them. Uh, Next up, we have everyone's favorite segment, Idiot of the Week. Uh, Idiot of the Week, of course, is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code tailgate for 10% off your order. Now, Cannon, I don't know if you are on TikTok. Are you? No. 
Okay. Well, I am. I'm on it a lot. You'd think I would post more on our TikTok, but I don't. Uh, Quad Tailgate is our TikTok that I'm, I'd say every week I'm going to start using. But idiot of the week is bro- is this week, hang time college football. Now, Mike Leach said that if because college players are being paid now, they should have a draft instead of recruiting. Okay. Hang time college football didn't like that idea. They thought that was ridiculous. But Mike Leach also said you should be able to trade players in the transfer portal, which hang time college football is 100% on board with. This is the dumbest thing you've ever heard, right? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I, I, I yeah, I'm gonna reserve my judgment until you finish your rant. <laughs> like, it just logistically doesn't make sense. Oh, hey, I'm going. Like, I was barely academically eligible, but I run a four-two, so I'm going to Alabama. Oh, I want to hit the transfer. Okay, we're trading you to Boston. Call no, that why they wouldn't let them in. Yeah. Or if you get traded to a service academy when you didn't want to go into the military <laughs> and then you got to spend four years, it would just lead to guys entering the transfer portal constantly like, hey, I'm entering the transfer. Okay, cool. We're trading you to the University of Alaska. <laughs> okay, cool. Hey, Alaska, I'm entering the transfer portal. So I'm not even coming to campus. Just get me out of here. So yeah, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's, it's. Here's the thing. Coming from Mike Leach, that isn't actually a surprise. I, I mean, it's stupid. It's a stupid statement, but I'm actually not surprised. But someone agreeing with it is arguably far worse. I don't take anything Mike Leach says seriously. Oh yeah, I know. Why would you? But the, the but like. That's almost acceptable at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he said, oh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, we should be able to trade players. You're like, yeah, okay, that's just Mike Leach being Mike Leach. Yeah, Yeah, okay, Mike, sure, sure, we'll get on that. Yeah, yeah, 100%, thumbs up. And it's it's the the kid that you just agree with, so he shut up. But someone else going in and saying, no, that's actually a really good idea, that's the kid you beat up. (laughs) Yeah, also – Mike Leach definitely said this is a joke. Even if he did, the fact that somebody agreed. Oh, with no, no, I'm is- saying like the part of the reason you let Mike Leach get away with it because 90% of the time he's just making statements to get people to laugh. He does not actually believe this. Y- yes. So the fact you're agreeing with it is insane. Also, yeah. this same account said fake punts should be illegal because it gives the punter an unfair advantage. It- in what I mean, what that doesn't make any sense. An Akron punter was about to get the punt blocked, did the smooth, he just takes the ball, puts it behind his back, switches hands, steps yeah. to the side, and then punts it. He says the only reason he didn't get tackled is because he's a punter. This shouldn't be allowed. It's an unfair advantage. What? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's insane. So the, the guy, you know, dives for the ball, misses because the the, the punter's not moves. He got juiced out got, by a punter. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And you're calling it unfair? Just time your shit better or tackle the punter. Yeah, I mean, if he's doing a move and has a ball, 
that shouldn't be roughing the kicker. Agreed. So I Did, I don't know. If if we're gonna get into roughing the kicker and passer, let's not, because that's gonna ignite some serious debate with the whole two uh roughing the passer penalties in the NFL. That's an NFL. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's an NFL issue, baby. This is college football. I still football we, though. Yeah, well, we don't have that issue here. We don't these guys aren't making millions of dollars, so they are now. Yeah, that's fair. Not from the university though, so they don't have stupid rules to protect them. Fine. No one's gonna care if a company says, Hey, you need to protect my investment. Shut the fuck up. No, we <laughs> don't. Uh and now, even though we just did idiot of the week, I have another idiot I want to talk to. Or talk about. I also would love to talk to him because man's got CTE worse than Antonio Brown. I am begging, begging Desmond Howard to watch a college football game like it's his job because it is his job. We talked about it before, his playoff bracket. He had Texas A&M, who's now 3-3. Three and three. Pittsburgh, who's I think also is 3-3. Three and three. Baylor, who's not really doing much in the Big 12. And Michigan, who's 6-0 and oh after a cupcake schedule in the college football playoffs. He then had Texas A&M in Michigan going off in the national championship in Texas A&M winning. But on top of that, on game day this week, he said, I like Bill O'Brien. He knows how to use his players. No, he doesn't. No, the only reason they've started running the ball the last couple weeks is because Bryce Young is hurt. You have arguably, I don't even think it's arguably this one. You have a top five running back in college. And you're not running him when you have your Heisman winning quarterback in. I get that. But also you have your Heisman winning quarterback in. You're calling way too many fucking bubble screens, Bill. That's all he does. Oh my God. It's all he does. It's infuriating. Yep. I still stand by the statement that Bryce Young, Bryce Young won a Heisman in spite of Bill O'Brien. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's so it, daft. It hurts my brain, Kevin. It hurts my brain. But no, according to Desmond Howard, he's a great coordinator and knows how to use his players. No, he doesn't. He knows how to run two, maybe three plays. And that's literally it. He's not a good coordinator. He does. He, he is. If nothing else, he's consistent, but consistency doesn't win you games. Great players and a proper offensive plan of attack wins you games. I would like to say, Kiernan, you said he's not a good coordinator. That's right. He's not a good coordinator. He's a great coordinator. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Carolina. Please don't hire this man. He's he's too invaluable to the dynasty. We can't lose him. Please don't take him away from us. We need him. And Who else is going to call a bubble screen on third and 12? <laughs> Who else is going to call a halfback draw out of the shotgun on fourth and one. Oh my God. He knows how to catch the other team off guard and we cannot lose the element of surprise. I feel like this is the time, Kevin, where you make a statement about, Hey guys, I can also do Bill O'Brien's job for uh, eighth the price. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I, I can't do Bill O'Brien. He's too good. I, I can't do it. I can't do his job. He's too good at it. Uh, I don't. I, and that's why we can't lose him. We can't lose him to one of these other openings. They can't. How how upset will you be if he goes to Nebraska or Wisconsin? Oh, heartbroken. Tears. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how we could get an offensive uh, game plan as explosive as his. Yeah, I, I think I think Saban might be bedridden for a few days after it because he'd, yeah, he'd be so I, distraught. I think Bill O'Brien's the best coordinator Alabama's had in the dynasty. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I want him to stick around for 10, 15 years, and I want him to take over for Saban. The 100%. It's no lie. Someone's gonna hear like, what the fuck are you talking? Because I'm just gonna tweet out this clip. So you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's terrible. It's called views and responses, baby. Oh tweet yeah, out, why do you think I tweet out nonsense and, and wait for the replies to come in? Why do you think I'm gonna tweet out this clip specifically? We're still getting likes, by the way. Oh, I've I've posted 69 times on my personal Instagram. That's fun. Uh we're nice. still getting likes. I tweeted. The te- or I posted the Texas fans chanting cousin fuckers at Alabama, September 12th. We're still getting likes on that post. Nice. So also, I just looked at our Instagram and I completely forgot I changed uh, our logo at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Already out of my mind. Well then. So yeah, there's there's our show. Kiernan, uh, how, scale 1 to 10, how stressed are you going to be Saturday? Um, how, how would I, how would I describe it? Think of the most anxious you've ever been with like shakes and trembling every time you have to look at something. And that's me. That's me this weekend. I just, I, I, I actually don't think I'll be able to watch it. Like I'm going to go to a bar this weekend and, and it'll be on. But I don't think I'll actually be able to look at it because it'll just give me too much anxiety. I now I have a question. Which do you think would be worse? You're very anxious right now. Like you don't want to watch a game. You think you're probably gonna lose. And then I am confident as hell. I think there's no shot in shit we lose to Tennessee. Uh which do you think would be worse? If there's a loss after. Oh, like between Alabama and Penn State? Like, if, let's say I was a Penn State fan and I was 100% confident in Penn State winning this weekend and you're nervous and shit, who do you think would have a worse time after the game? Oh, you. Yeah, so uh, everyone be nice to your friends who are fans of Dynasties. It is brutal when they lose. They have it way worse than you, so so be nice to them. No, Kevin, Kevin, I... Absolutely underst I absolutely hundred percent understand that. The, the the great thing about Penn State is that they've already disappointed me a bunch in big games. So it's almost sort of a default I have that barrier of protection. I know how it feels. But for you, it's quite literally soul crushing. And I and I have seen you at your very worst. I haven't I've seen pictures of you at your very worst. I can't actually imagine what it is like in that room i think it's just 
would would be comparative. Yes, exactly it, that. I mean, th this yeah. was me, <laughs> and I'll post this. This was me after the uh, 2019 LSU game. But my my point to this is is that I I feel like in that if I was in that room with you, it would be the same somberness as somebody who's just been buried. Yeah. Oh, Tennessee fans are so fucking stupid. Yeah, just add more fuel to the fire there, Kevin. Like, they're fucking dumb. So that it's, clip I've been playing, yes. uh, the whole, they tried to make like an Alabama, like a Tennessee version saying like, oh, Alabama's like, wishes they were us. No, we fucking don't. Also, I, I just saw on Twitter. They don't. I just saw on Twitter, uh, a Tennessee fan tweeted a picture. Serious history, Alabama leads 43-37. Uh, teams have met every year since 1928. Tennessee has won nine of the last 10 meetings. This is from the 90s or the early 2000s. We really used to own them. And then Wyatt Fulton, who's on the uh, Oxcord podcast, uh, go follow them, go follow him at Fulton W underscore, used to own them. Alabama lead series 43, 37, and 7. So uh, Tennessee fans are fucking stupid. They look at it like, okay, the stretch that we were dominant, we're going to talk about that one. That was 20 years ago. Uh, this stretch Alabama's on right. No, we're not going to talk about that. That doesn't count. Yeah. The series history that doesn't count. All that counts is that decade where we were dominant, and the occasional win that they got on the other times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also they fucking like making incest jokes when they have a higher incest rate than Alabama. So you're really strung up on the incest thing, aren't you, Kevin? Uh, it bothers me when people make jokes that don't aren't accurate or don't reflect the actual situation. That's fair. And I understand comedy is like subverting expectations, but you can't subvert expectations while also ignoring facts. That's a, a great bit oh, of... They also posted a picture of a football player holding his girlfriend and kissing her like Alabama football, bringing families together. The player in the picture was wearing an Oklahoma jersey. They, they didn't even try to edit it out. It was clearly, it said Sooners on the chest. So, yeah, Tennessee fans are fucking morons. Fucking Tennessee fans, <laughs> Tennessee fans don't make me regret my pick this week. They don't make you regret your pick? Don't, no, I'm telling them not to. Like oh, for the don't game. Make, okay. Yeah, don't make me yeah, regret it. That's fine. You just want to side with a bunch of inbred hill people. Got the same color hair. Are you saying you're an inbred hill person because of your hair? Or Look, man, my entire family's Irish. It's probable down the line something happened, all right? Uh, that's fair. All right, well. It's a very uh, small island. All right. There's our show. Uh, it, we That got weird at the end. But follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Quad Tailgate. Follow us on Facebook, Tailgate on the Quad. And have a good weekend. Stay safe. Don't put too many holes in your TV. And if you're going to get drunk, don't drive. Always good advice. Uber and Lyft exist. Taxis exist. <laughs> Do they, though? Yes. Still. In, in the parts of the country where college football is big, do they exist, though? No. No, they don't. There we go. I, I was kidding. Maybe Atlanta. But other than that. I never saw a taxi in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Fair.
got to pay two like a hundred dollars for an Uber from eighteen thirty one back to the cottages. That sucked. And then we didn't get an Uber, so I wandered off and people had to look for me. Oh god. Yeah, it was it's a fun night. All right, everyone. Have a good weekend. Good so they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.